なっちゃうね Hi everyone. Hiya. How are you? I'm good. I'm taking care of a quick piece of biz for another job. <laughs> I'll be right back in two minutes. <clears throat> no problem. I had to check to make sure they included you on the emails this time to tell you that it was over Zoom. Yeah, I got that and I was and I was grateful to know because um, I don't know, you know, it's kind of a funny thing. I haven't necessarily been getting the emails to say when there's a meeting or not. So I've been yeah. checking in. What's the schedule for, um, uh, you know, uh, like oh, right. posting the posting the agenda? Um, what do you mean? Like, what is the new process? Or? Yeah, no, I know the process. I just don't know, like, how far ahead of the meeting is that posted on the website? Um, it's only going to be two weeks in advance now. <clears throat> it's like um, it was less than that. Um, <clears throat> it was, it was in this instance because, um, <clears throat> Alan and adjoining property owners have notified and the property has been posted. This is a Zoom only meeting. Um, therefore, the public is available to call in and or join the Zoom. The information was on the agenda. Out of courtesy, if you were not speaking, ideally put yourself on mute. And if questions arise, I think between Sarah, Christy, and perhaps myself, raise your hand on the devices or raise your hand on the screen and we'll see it somehow, some way. Um, moving on, I'd like to call to order the December 2nd meeting of the Route County Planning Commission. Sir, if you would be so kind to call the roll. Joe, okay. Uh, Steve Warnke. Yes. Brian Kelly. I see ya. Uh, Andrew Benjamin. Here. Roberta Marshall. Here. Bill Norris. I see you. Uh, Greg Yeager. No. Linda Miller. Here. Jim DeFrancia. Here. Paul Weiss. And Ren Martin. Thank you, Sarah. We have seven, so we do have a quorum. Um, next item on the agenda is public comment. Anyone who wishes to address the commission and commissioners on anything that is not on the agenda this evening, now would be the time to do so. I'm not seeing or hearing any hands. So having said that, we'll move to the next item. Approval of the minutes of October 7th. Um, Sarah, I had a couple little, really little, but. Go for it. Okay, fine. Thank you. 
Um, page three, one, two, three, four, fifth paragraph, fifth line. It kind of, we, we have a double negative. We got no vehicles will not be parked there. Got it. Get rid of the not. And then on page five, second uh, paragraph, I think Linda really wants to be chairman, but at this point in time, she's not. Uh, okay, I'm not looking at those minutes. So that just says, uh, says Chairman, Chairman Miller. Miller. Okay. <laughs> and that's the only thing that I had. Any other corrections, additions, deletions? I move we approve the minutes as amended by Steve. Thank you, Brian. There might there be a second. Second. Thank you, Jim. All those in favor, please signify by saying yes. Yes. Both say no. Yes. Motion carries. Next item for consideration, Twin Landfill Corporation to be tabled. Chris, do you want to enlighten us? Are we tabling this? Is this your request or is this the petitioner's? And uh, this is the petitioner's request. Um, okay. And we were trying to work with them on uh, tabling it date specific. We now have that date, so you just need to table that to January 20th. So moved. Is that Andy or Brian? Andy. Second. Andy. Second by Brian. Andy, thank you. All those in favor of tabling, signify by saying yes. 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 Okay, opposed say no, motion is carried. The Petition is tabled till January 20th. Is there a background as to why we're tabling it? Or is that, a little, I know that's a little bit after the fact. But. Um, it's mainly um, at their request, um, COVID. Ah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Next item on the agenda is really administrator's report, but I sense that there's a little bit more to that. Uh, yes. Um, so we are going to use this opportunity to update you all on um, where we're at with the outreach. I'm here with uh, Dave Dixon from Cushing Terrell, um, and we're just going to present you some of the findings and some of our um, takeaways and observations. And I am going to go ahead and try to share my screen here. Hold on one second. <clears throat> Oh, it's not there. Are you seeing this up on the screen now? Uh, purpose of today's meeting. Perfect. Look at that. Nice. Can you make it bigger? I yes. Can. Is it bigger now? Uh, yeah. But you know what? All right. That better for all your. If you just, uh, if you just uh, uh, get rid of your little like yep. pictures of everybody else, it, yep. you can see yep. better. Exactly. What do you need me to get rid of? You know, your all little the gallery. of all of all of us, like who are both uh, videoing and not videoing. There right. You go. Better. Yeah, no, you're good. Okay, perfect. So um, <clears throat> Dave and I are just going to go over a couple of things. We just want to present to you some of the. Um, Behind the scenes information we've been gathering, um, the takeaways from the surveys and from the community events. And we wanna get your input on some of the 
um, the gaps that we have found and wanted your opinion on, you know, if there are other areas that you would like us to um, dive into and, and try to get information and feedback from different areas that we're seeing some gaps in the process. So, um, so this is pretty interesting. Oh, there you go. Uh, we got back 925 responses to the survey, which was pretty impressive. And um, this graph over here to the left of your screen shows where um, we have highlighted and received most of the, the feedback. We have, uh, we received 59% of them were from Steamboat, which is no surprise based on our population. And 41% was for the rest of the county. Um, and let's see. Overall, the positives is no surprise here again, preservation of open lands and protection of water. For, so these are all very similar to what we had seen during the preliminary outreach um, that we did, you know, to create the themes and to put together the scope of services. Um, so sense of community, uh, opportunities, job, entertainment and recreation. And then what people are concerned about, overuse of recreational areas, traffic, housing, sprawl, water, and resources. <laughs> I have a little person behind me. Um, so what people wanna see in the county, um, we saw a lot of feedback on expansion of the core trail and bike lanes for connectivity, um, specifically to West Steamboat. And, you know, and really what we're hearing is that the core trail is not just, you know, for recreation, we really need to start thinking about the core trail as you know, and for connectivity and for transportation. Uh, preservation, protection, management of key recreational areas. Again, I don't think that would be a surprise to anybody. And preservation of agriculture and open lands an alternative and an expanded means of transportation between communities. Uh, so the major takeaways as a whole, um, where we're looking at when we separated the data into smaller towns, um, it varies obviously for what is important to people. Um, so we were just down in Yampa last night and we presented to the town of Yampa and this is basically what they said, um, but this is really in sync what we're hearing from all of the outlying communities, increased amenities, services, community development, infrastructure and balanced growth, economic growth that is. And then versus what we're hearing from the steamboat vicinity, there's more emphasis on housing opportunities, growth and amenities west of town um, and services and extension of the core trail as we mentioned before. Um, so Dave is just gonna dive in here to talk about our focus groups that we've been uh, having uh, based around specific themes and, and some of the takeaways there. Yeah, so these groups are, are a critical component of our input our, in our engagement. You know, the, the community engagement's not just from a survey. We've got so many different ways we've designed to get uh, different kinds of uh, levels of input. And, and this is where we, we have these focus group, these stakeholder experts uh, in, in each one of these topics, there's six of them. We got through them all really quick, which is great. Um, we had sessions with them where we had a series of interviews, but <clears throat> this should just kind of support some of the things that that we see, you know, there's, there's consistent messaging. So we tried to pull a couple quotes from each one of these that we thought were extremely valid and kind of 
pertinent to the conversation. Um, you know, the land use and growth, it's, it's that must find a balance between maintaining character, but also allowing new growth, uh, new land uses, new development types that we didn't see come in 10, 15 years ago when the last time everybody took a hard look at land use and zoning and things like that. And then later on in this quote, newcomers have a very different idea of what character means. So I think that's kind of, kind of an important thing as yeah. you all know. Uh, so we'll drill down into that, especially when we're looking at our targeted growth areas that we, we've had in previous planning plans. And, and as we go forward, what does that mean for those areas? Sustainable development that also includes sustainable, healthy lifestyles and sustainable infrastructure and all these things that, that, that means to be healthy for the long term for all your economic and, and social needs. Um, and in particular, the quote that was kind of interesting other counties, you know, Pickett and Eagle, uh, they have renewable energy fees programs for, for large homes. So if you're over a certain size of square foot, there's a fee and those fees are put towards offsetting climate impacts elsewhere in your community. And that's all something that you can you can uh, look at as you go forward. Um, Christy already mentioned the core trail uh, and the shift in thinking about extending that core trail. It's not just for recreation. It's now being being viewed, viewed at a community level as more of a transportation infrastructure. And it was interesting the other end of that quote it's so popular that commuters are almost forced off the trail back onto the road network which brings safety concerns into the mix so we got some really good information from these focus groups and the last three uh, we have one that was focused on waters riparian habitats resource conservation um, over appropriation of the of the of the basins is a huge concern for for new growth all new growth needs to be directed to areas with available water we know it's only a couple left um, so that's kind of what we're going to do in this next drill down phase, rural preservation, cultural resources. Um, this one's this one's just sort of a bellwether of where you're at with your land use and agricultural uses, uh, your framework, the intent of that agricultural special use or any of those special use permits to offer additional income for ranchers or to help them out in some way or another. But it's resulted in uses that are not related and have unintended impacts. And then finally, tour, tourism and rec rec recreation, it all comes down to that balance. But you know, if we still want to have that recreational base, we need to start focusing on destination management and promoting responsible recreation and uses. Let's talk really quickly about um, some of the demographics and growth numbers that we've seen. We'll try to focus this countywide, but we took this to Yampa last night and sort of pointed out some of the specific things that was interesting for South Route, Yampa, Oak Creek, those areas. But basically, population's grown based on, on which uh, data set you're looking at about 1,400, 1,500, maybe up to 2,000 in the last 10 years. Uh, pretty, pretty stable growth rate, and it's pretty much stable throughout the, the, the different regions of your, of your county. Clearly, uh, we know Steamboat Springs compri comprises 53% of the population, but it's taken on most of the growth, um, which is interesting. Um, when you look at what, what kind of response rate we got from folks from the survey, I think we did a good job at reaching out to the folks that aren't in Steamboat when you look at those kind of growth rate numbers and what's happening out there. Next slide, please. One. Uh, so where are people moving? How are people moving across? Well, overall, we're seeing more people commuting in, in and out of the county. Um, it was, it's less of a self-contained system. Now you get people coming in from Kremlin and other places, Craig. Um, but really, uh, if you look at from, from Steamboat being the major job center uh, for Yampa, about 40%, less than half of those employed residents, so those people that live in Yampa that do have jobs, work in Steamboat. <clears throat> Almost one, almost none of them. One percent work locally, which is probably not a surprise. In Oak Creek, similar. About half of those people who are employed that live in Oak Creek, they can commute to Steamboat. Not locally, but in Hayden, if you look at Hayden, 
36% of those people who work in Hayden commute to Steamboat, but it's a smaller margin, but 12% of them do still work locally. And I think we're seeing that that shift even. I think those numbers are kind of balancing themselves out as Hayden becomes a center for both Craig and Steamboat for people who are kind of passing through and buying, doing, getting goods and services there. Uh, countywide, we're seeing that change in industry. This is just some numbers to support support that that fact. Uh, you're going away from natural resources and mining type of industry that we saw 10 years ago, 15 years ago to, to that steamboat-centered leisure and hospitality jobs job source. And you can just see how the difference in these bars here, this is the growth. Uh, really going to continue to shift that way. We know it's going to continue to shift that way. This plan needs to address that shift and provide a land use framework that acknowledges that, but also um, um, provides provides jobs for those, you know, when, when, when the coal transitions, the plant transitions, as we've seen the transition plans for those areas, make sure that we acknowledge that and that we do, we, we do find that kind of economic balance in the job sectors for those folks that might be looking to stay in the county, but don't have a job anymore in that industry. This is, this is one some might find surprising. Uh, the, the pink there is census tracts that have lost population. Um, and, and I think this does sort of support some of the stories that we've been hearing, but South Route really has, according to the census, lost population. Um, you see the numbers there, it's not incredible, but um, as much as those dark blue centers around Steamboat have gained and Hayden have gained, but it still is showing a net, a net loss, which is, I think, kind of interesting when you look at the balance of what's happening in the county. Um, and be interested to hear what you folks think about whether that's valid or, or not, or with, if you support that data. Slide. Next one, Christy. Um, we'll get a chance for everybody just to stop and maybe comment on some of these some of these data points here in a minute. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about medium home prices. Um, what what we're seeing here is obviously steamboats far away from the pack, but also some might be surprised at how South Routes kind of separated itself from the pack since the um, however many years ago that middle that middle dot is. You know, there everything was pretty close together, but if you look at how it's expanded over time. Um, it's sort of surprising what those prices are in South uh, Route now. Excuse me, Dave, could you tell me yeah. what in this particular graph, uh, where South Route begins? So South Route, and that's a good question. You mean like the, the region that that map would cover? Yeah, yeah. it includes mm -hmm. Stagecoach there. It includes Stagecoach. Okay, got it. Thanks. That's, the, that's probably the, yeah, that's a clarifying yeah. point. Good one, though. That, but does it include Pleasant Valley? How about Catamount? Um, I don't know. Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll have to confirm that. I, I'm thinking no, Sarah. I believe I'm only just looking at that price and I'm thinking catamount. Yeah, but I'm That's pretty sure and Dave could probably pull up the information as we're talking right here. Um, this came up um, actually last night in Yampa also. And we do know that those tracks that we pulled the data from included stagecoach. Uh -huh. Um, but I don't think it goes up to Catamount, but Dave will be able to confirm that. So Catamount okay. would be considered Steamboat and North? Yeah, so the Steamboat area was included with the three-mile ring around, um, I believe. Catamount's uh, further than three miles. It is further than three miles, but I think as far as census tracks go, and just to be consistent with our 
mapping. I'm almost almost want to say Catamount would be in the steamboat one. I'm mm-hmm. almost confident in that, almost 100%. But Pleasant Valley, I'm not sure. I'd have to double check on that one. Why did you, if I may, why did you lump Steamboat and North together? Why wouldn't you have isolated Steamboat and then, you know, do a North and do a Central and do a South? Yeah, you know, and that's something that we can drill down into a little bit more. I'm, I'm speaking actually on behalf of our, our subconsultants at Economic and Planning Systems, so I hope I don't miss, misrepresent their research. But if, if I can make any assumptions about that, it would be that there's so few, compared to any of our other reasons, that there's so few in the north that they, it, the census track probably grabbed those areas as well. It probably grabbed those answer, areas too. Yeah. And what we can do, <clears throat> any comments or questions you all have, I mean, we can follow mm-hmm. up and get you, you know, um, the, the factuals, EPS. I mean, th- this is just more of an administrative update. Right. So we don't have them part. Uh, yeah, and my, my question was completely out of curiosity, not yeah. really substance. No, it's, it's a good observation. Yeah, totally. Um, when I looked at this, I know it's um, stagecoach is included. And it'd be my assumption also that the South Valley included including um, Pleasant Valley and Catamount were all included in Steamboat, but um, we'll have to verify yeah. that. Yeah, just you know, it, it might be helpful if, if that graph was half the page and then the map was on the same mm. exhibit mm. because there isn't much information really between 2015 and 2021. Right. And it's not a very long period of time, really. No. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's a good, good observation. observation. Yeah. It's, it is remarkable when you look at 2015, even 2017, and then look what happened after that. It's, it's, it's pretty wild. Now, yeah. what I, would, I would ask you, what would, your, what would your assumptions be if North was separated out from Steamboat? What would the assumption be? What would that number do? The price per, the price per unit would go down dramatically for North yeah. route compared to Steamboat. Right. Yep. yep. You think and, it would fall the in reason, line? The reason the South Route one, and this is Brian Kelly, but is high in my opinion, is there's a number of large ranches that have sold in the last couple of years in South Route yeah. for big bucks. And that's what Tim Corrigan chimed in about last night when we were in Yampa answering the same type of question. And that was his thoughts, which I'm aware of also, but also knowing all of the um, sales um, that have been going on in stagecoach, you know, has bumped up that number also. But I agree with you. Right. But a one ranches. or two, like $10 million ranches is going to increase that overall, especially if it's a mean and not a median or something like that. If you're talking a straight up mean average, a couple of giant ranch sales are going to skew that in a way that's really not representative. <clears throat> Yeah, but you could, Brian, you could make the same argument for North Route between. Yeah, but either way, the the using a mean is not a really very representative um, average in this particular, uh, you know, graph. Because it is so skewed by some, you know, ranch that sells for $10 million. That's not a house. You could do you could do a mode. You well, could do well, a mode or you could yeah. even even look at it, what the difference between the median and the mean are would be really interesting. So, yeah. So we actually had the next graph might actually help answer some of these questions. Sure. So we do have price per foot. Um, yeah. It's a little different. Oh, as you there you here. go. A little different. But you can see that number does get a little bit closer. That south route number does get a little bit closer to the other Hayden West and Central. And 
so that, that maybe that's correcting for it. I, I think you're onto something there. Yeah. Well, and wouldn't it be interesting to have actually like Hayden, Oak Creek, Phippsburg, Yampa broken out on their own lines so that the remainder would really be what's in the unincorporated county. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's great. I, I think that's something that we'll take to we'll take to EPS and totally have them look at that. That's gr- that's a good observation. If there's anything else like that, yeah, keep chiming in. We can we can convey those things to, to them. Yeah, I think once you yeah once you look at municipal boundaries as well, it's going to be a little bit a little bit different for sure. I was still kind of surprised by the data that was saying most of the growth occurred in Steamboat because I thought I saw something in earlier presentations where. Uh, growth in unincorporated route county and growth in steamboat were almost of equal percentages something like only seven percentage points apart i think it depends on how you measure whether how you're measuring growth is it houses is it people what is it mm-hmm. i gotcha mm-hmm. yeah yep. so so the information andy you're referring to um so that was like the data that we had from building permits um that was pre-pandemic and you're right we were seeing more building permits in South Route and specifically in the South Valley floor, um, whereas that and Stagecoach. Um, <clears throat> as far as the, the growth numbers, um, I don't know, Dave, if you know where, if EPS got that from people or if it's the building permits, and I wouldn't be surprised if that has now flopped, you know, and, and yeah. changed where we're now higher in Steamboat over the past two years. Yeah, man, that, that's the people, but I think, and that, that, did, that did end in 2020. 2021 might tell the rest of that story, uh, but, but that is one thing that we're discovering. Well, and a lot of that could also be taken into account by several large high density mm-hmm. developments through the housing authority where people yeah. are moving into like three different apartment buildings and that given the numbers is gonna skew things quite a bit. Totally. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. One of our big questions is, um, are we adding people or are we just adding housing units that don't have a whole lot of people in them? I think exactly. that's one of the things we're, we're discovering. It's certainly one of the things we need to drill down on really quickly. Yeah. And whether the shift is coming from outside or people moving from Hayden into Steamboat or from Craig yep. into Steamboat or wherever, I mean, there's, there's difference because if they're still working in Steamboat, but they finally just got an apartment here, that's a little bit different than somebody coming in from, from elsewhere. Um, So uh, this is just some of the survey demographics of, you know, where we're seeing the most responses. And this will, we have a slide that will show that, you know, clearly we are lacking, you know, representation from a younger demographic. and that is clear, you know, in all of these areas. So that's something we want to talk to you about. Um, but this just kind of shows the snapshot of, um, you know, by region where we received and, and the age of those. So that this answers that question too. You know, I am from West Route, and I am, you know, X amount of years old. <laughs> Um, I think the only way you're going to change that is to go into the schools, go to CMC or go to Sirocco or go to Steamboat Springs High. Um, but I think but, that, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Sarah. No, nothing. Never mind. Never mind. Um, so 
We are um, in the middle of also doing interviews with the school districts. Um, and we that's one of the ideas we had for the younger demographic is to um, coordinate with the school district to see like if we could go speak and, and get with a history teacher, you know, like maybe with seniors and um, put something together to get some input from, you know, that younger age graph uh, demographic. And then as well as CMC, as Brian suggested, is another idea. They have um, the sustainability program and some related uh, planning programs, you know, where we could probably get some, um, some good outreach and feedback from, from that younger demographic. Uh, well, it seems to me that the, the five, whatever it was, five to 12, I mean, when well, asking yeah. the consultant on, in other master plans, are you really getting input from a five-year-old? Yeah, you know, the, the reason that's probably in there is because we typically have a kid's area at the events and uh, not that they would take, take a survey like this, but they're, um, they are there. I wanted to show that they do show that they do show up and they do take care. Yeah, of like them. when we were at these community events, um, I mean, not that we were really anticipating or expecting to have a lot of participation from, like you said, the, the five-year-olds, um, but there were um, kid stations set up and like draw your favorite place in Route County and, you know, just mm -hmm. kind of getting involved there. I think really what we are looking for is, you know, um, that, that 20 to 40 year old range and, you know, and trying to get that input and engagement. So, um, that's yeah, that makes really sense. yeah. So this one, um, Dave, you want to, I, I kind of hijacked. Yeah, no, no problem. Yeah. So this want to point out just two more things real quick that we had, we've had questions about this one's I call it tenancy, but how long, uh, what is your, you know, what is your year round or part-time or seasonal um, position? And, and uh, I think this is a good sign that we got a lot of feedback from people who are more or less permanent residents, something like 98, 98% in every, every region was a, um, was a year round resident. And even the seasonal ones were military basically. So. So I guess our question to you is, do you all feel strongly one way or the other? Um, like, do you, are you good with this data or do you think that we need to try to engage the seasonals? Mm -hmm. No. Why did I think you were going to say that? <laughs> so, you know, I want to. No, I think it makes perfect sense. I mean, I mean, I look around, at least up on this side of town, it just strikes me that, and I, boy, this is really winging it, but it always seems to me, and I use this as a statistic even for the subdivision, Half of them are year round, the balance are seasonal. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, Roberta, argue with me, but how do you see it? No, I mean, I, I, I really think the seasonal question is more pertinent to Steamboat and the mountain area. And whether we want to engage that is a, is a good question, frankly. Yeah, see, I, I mean, I'm not sure that I would agree with that just because I think second homeowners are an issue, um, but what they necessarily want and need may not be what the rest of the community wants and needs. I and don't disagree with that, Sarah. And I, I second saying, homeowners, I think, are everywhere. They're everywhere, but the, 
the majority of them have to be in the mountain area. They just have, I mean, you look at the statistics that have come out of the city on this uh, VBRO Airbnb surveys, the vast majority of them are in the mountain area. Yeah, but how many vacant homes are there in North Route and in South Route and um, in these beautiful places where people own like these McMansions that they live in for maybe a couple of months a year? They're all over the place. Yeah, well, that's a good point. How well, do you I think, think that is, impacts? Go ahead. Is, I've done with too, the, the seasonal owners don't have the same interests at all, not even close. <clears throat> So what I'm hearing from you all is that you think this is good representation and um, and you don't find it necessary that we need, like this is a gap area, like we're missing representation and feedback from the seasonal community, if you will. I seasonal. Just, I think that's just fine. <laughs> I hope, yeah, you're good. I, you know, like, how do you, it goes to the heart of how you define seasonality. Is it seasonality, like you're saying, second homeowners, or is it seasonality of individuals who are maybe in that younger bracket who don't necessarily have the large homes? Uh, I, I guess I would accept an argument of not including them. I would stipulate that. Well, we did include them, right? So they are included. I think I think like purposely leaving the data out is you're you're maybe getting past an idea or a concept or something that could be relevant and just dismissing it because I, no no I'm not I'm not I don't think it's dismissal I think it's just a matter yeah. of response rates yeah exactly yeah. so I, I, is, I'm not suggesting we we yeah. we look the other way and don't count it no we're we're counting it their feedback was considered. It's just a lower participation rate than a year round. And are we all good with that? I'm good with it. <laughs> or said differently, Christy, are we actually, we're, are we interested in getting more information from the seasonal owners? And I think the answer is no. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. If you're looking at a little bit better. Yeah, if, if you're looking at some specific policy that affects them and whether whether they would respond to it, then maybe that's a different story. Yeah, and and the and where I could see it being uh, being necessary is if we are having a short-term rental conversation, and you really want to get their input on what are they doing with the homes? Are they sitting empty? Do you know? Um, are they maintaining their properties while they're away? Um, you know, that there's, there's other questions we could dive in deeper, you know, with those seasonal um, responses, you know, the, the representation of people that live here just a few months out of the year. Um, but for now, I think, I think we're good, but, you know, um, I agree with most, you know, all of you. And it'd be interesting to hear what the commissioners have to say. We, uh, we also are meeting with them to present this on Monday, if anybody is interested, um, to see, you know, if they feel there's any gaps or get their feedback. And, we're, and by the way, we're getting this same information from all of our municipalities also, um, you know, presenting the same information and just getting their feedback. Um, so from Yampa, there wasn't really... Um, 
much to say about this particular graph right here. Um, Christy, I'll ask this question, but then we'll move on quickly. There's no need to differentiate between egg and non-egg. Is there or is there? Ask that again. There's, is there an, I'm thinking there is no need, but I'm not sure to differentiate on the, in the permanent resident categories between egg and non-egg. Hmm. Uh, I, I would think that if anything that you might be able to differentiate, I mean, there's a difference between living in Hayden and living in rural West Route. Right. Agreed. I agree with that. I think, um, I think there's a significant difference in the, um, the character of the, of the residences, the lifestyle, the employment between ag and non-ag that would speak to their views on everything from growth policies to infrastructure and whatnot. Yeah, but at this point in time, true. we're not doing that. Well, we have broken out that data, um, yeah. you know, where, where we got feedback from, you know, rural and unincorporated areas versus, you know, the priorities that we presented from Steamboat. I mean, they are very different. You know, yeah, but that was, but that was small towns versus Steamboat. I don't know how much really unincorporated there was. Was there much? Um, we can look at. I remember looking at those numbers before when I was doing that summary. Yeah. But I can't remember exactly how it was broken down. Um, I know. I, I filled one out from West Route and did it three times just to balance it out a little bit. <laughs> um, so we do have some information broken out and we can follow up with you. Um, Dave, I'm pretty sure I saw on Heather's um, summary, like the, the really long five pager um, mm -hmm. that, um, and I could follow up with you all on that. Um, That's the one that I summarized. Is that the one you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure there was broken out unincorporated um, information in there as well. I guess in the end, I, it's a bigger picture from my standpoint, I don't think it would be in our best interest, <clears throat> nor is it consistent with what we think, to somehow lose <clears throat> the egg contribution and the egg people in these surveys. Now, I don't know how <clears throat> you're going to break them out, but I just think it makes some sense to pay attention to that group, if you will, because I think that's part of this master plan. Some of that group is, you know, so far out there, they're not likely to come in to uh, a meeting even in Hayden or, or uh, Oak Creek because they could or be living 20 or 25 miles outside of there. Or necessarily you know? respond online. Exactly. And so the only way I think you can, I encountered some people up to Williams Fork, uh, in the last few weeks, my goodness, they've lived there forever. One of them's like a fourth generation. And I very much doubt they've participated in something like this. And yet they've been there since the turn of the last, last century or their family has. Hey, Christy, is that a basis for a task force? Uh, I mean, we can consider that. I mean, we... We did a lot of 
outreach already. I mean, I was surprised specifically in South route for those of you that showed up to South route, that was an interesting group that showed up, you know, that I wasn't expecting. It was definitely not our, you know, usual suspects, if you will, there appeared to be by the looks of it, ranchers who I've never seen. And I was, you know, um, Dave, you might've asked, I don't know if you asked any um, of the, the um, people rocking the uh, cowboy hats and, uh, and everything of like, where did they hear about this? And um, one of the gentlemen told me they heard about it over the radio um, about coming to the community event in South route. And then another person I spoke to saw a flyer that I hung at the, um, grocery store in Oak Creek. And so, um, you know, between all of our outreach channels that we did, I don't know how much more, you know, we could, we could do. I mean, I'm open to ideas. Um, but I think the question is, going back to all of the data sets and see if there is a gap of that information um, and whether or not we feel we got good representation from it. Like I can tell you that, you know, we did get 41%, you know, of responses from the survey um, from outside of Steamboat. Uh, we know that, let's see. Uh, I'm looking to see if we had another graph, Dave, the one that we had last night about um, from South Route. I think we had how many people showed up to that? We had the numbers broken out from the community event meeting. Oh, right. I could get and that it actually, and we highlighted, you know, it was broken out and we intend when we go to Hayden um, breaking out the information we received from Hayden and have it be specific to those geographical areas. We didn't do that here for you tonight, you know, but this is more of um, countywide, but we can certainly break out that information and, and then um, we could do this again and have you all really decide if you think that we got um, good, accurate information. Christy yeah. is the... Um... Ag Alliance, one of the groups that you yes. had special presentations to? Yes. So we had, um, we went to Ag Alliance, but then we also have people from Ag Alliance uh, that were in our focus group when we were talking about ag and open spaces. Um, and then we also have uh, representation from the Ag Alliance on our TAC. So, um, yes. That's, that's helpful. I think even the 4-H group, which is incredibly strong in Route County, if you want to get youth input from the ag community. That that's a be. great idea, Roberta. That was not even on my radar. I mean, I did reach out to the extension office um, and they helped share the survey uh-huh. and all of their other groups, but um, actually like going to 4-H and, you know, and trying to engage them. Um, we, we did not do that, but Sirocco, that is, that is Sirocco FFA. The Sirocco FFA is a state and na- actually nationally recognized chapter that has a very large uh, group of kids that are involved in it. 
A lot of them are multi-generational ranching families and many of them plan on continuing in, you know, in their family business. Um, I bet Jay Whaley would be probably pretty, you know, interested in having you come to speak to some of those classes. Okay. That's, that's, and, and she's on Ag Alliance also, isn't she? I think she's the chair now, isn't uh, she? Jay Whaley, he's the ag teacher at Sirocco. Oh, oh I'm thinking of his wife. Um, anyway. A lot of those kids are in 4-H too, so you, yeah, get, that, yeah. you get the Hayden group and you cover yeah. a lot. And Hayden just opened a chapter of FFA that's kind of working through Sirocco. You know, okay. some, some of those kids have actually been recognized um, and attended national events. Yeah. And they're state award winners for some of the work that they're doing. Um, yeah. It's, a, it's just an interesting part of the focus group that maybe, like you were talking about, some of the younger, you know, is a five-year-old really important. But those right. 18 to 16 to 20-year-olds, some of them might have actually something, you know, to say that's worth listening to. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's a great comment. Um, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, just just doing some quick napkin math, as far as the unincorporated areas, there was about uh, somewhere between four and 5%. And unincorporated South County was about 5% of the total. Unincorporated West was four and unincorporated North was six. So overall, uh, just the unincorporated areas, which which is, you know, compared to their population density, that's 15% of the total. So I think we probably reached out to at least a um, comparable to the amount of people that live out there. It's not too bad. Yeah, that's a lot. Cool. Um, we'll have to have those numbers in our back pocket because <laughs> I'm sure that will come totally up again. Um, so th this is another, um, I guess, gap, if you will, um, and wanted your opinion on this. Um, so this is something specifically one of the commissioners brought up which we have acknowledged that um, we are lacking, like we have more people who have lived here a long time that were part of the process and this four to 10 year range, you know, which is interesting, but people that just recently moved here um, is significantly lower. Um, so just, you know, is do we have good representation for um, the length of residency, the one and two year residents? and how you all feel about that. I think that's to be expected. Yeah. I was surprised how many people I spoke to at the community events that came because they just moved here and wanted to learn and understand, you know, what the Route County Master Plan was all about. And, and I thought that was pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> I had that experience up in North Route, in Steamboat, and then also in South Route, actually. I'm actually more curious about the 10 to 20 year people. Like what's with that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's interesting. That's yeah. a really good point because that reflects some of those housing burdens, I think as well. You know, those yeah, but I would think that the housing burden people would be the four to 10 people maybe, or the zero to 10 people, but the 10 to 20 years, if they've lived here for 10 to 20 years, they're living someplace. Yeah, especially when you, if you consider the age range that these people are representing too. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's far more of a concern than the zero to three people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm that, just like, look, 
I'm looking at the other the other graph and just trying to make heads or tails of why that could be. So maybe that's something we can ask um, EPS if they have any sort of indication of why that is. You know, I fall in that 20 to 25, 20 to 21 through two, you know, range. And I live in Oak Creek. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to find there was a there was a pretty good growth kind of uh, during that that period of time where we had economic uh, prosperity. Um, I think I don't know. I guess I, I think you probably maybe find a lot of them are in steam, but I'd expect that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but but look at the overall numbers compared to the t four to tens and the twenty six. Yeah, I mean, that totally, that just I, seems weird to me that between 10 and 20 years, it seems like those would be the people that are trying to figure out if they're living here for the rest of their lives or not. The people <laughs> that have lived yeah. here 30 years already know it. Yeah, but well, the people you know, between I, 10 and 20, I mean, those are the people that we want to hear from. Sometimes you just find yourself here, you know? Oh, like, yeah, no well. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just interesting sometimes. I, I don't know that like my wife and I ever had these long-term discussions about how the master plan affected whether or not we were going <laughs> to live here. You know, we just found somewhere and it started to gel and the, the school district is great, you know, like, so life sometimes occurs. I think, you know, maybe, maybe that group that's only been here for a shorter period of time is a little more energetic and the group that's been here for a long time, man, they always care. They're, I think they're, they're always heavily involved. Oh, that's a lot of interesting questions you're asking. <laughs> I see smoke coming out of Andy's ears. Um. <laughs> not, not at all. Okay. There's no, go there's no, Off we go. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I think my generation, say people that are in that 40 to 50 or 45 to 55 year range that have been here for 20 years, they don't participate. They're their yeah, but those people are, are participating. It's the it's the ten to fifteens. I mean, where are those people? That's a good question, Sarah. Where are your people, Andy? I don't know. I I mean, again, I participate, so I've got no idea what these yahoos are doing. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll have to. You know, it's it's something I think that is pretty clear and we'll have to just see if we can make some heads or tails of why that is because I think it is really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, here's that gap analysis that we were talking about, about um, some wins, you know, that we broke out, you know, just with participation um, and, and then some of the gaps, you know, and these are the new ones that we, we broke out, the new residents and younger demographic. Um, I think under any others, you need to put that 10 to 20 years of residence yeah. question. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if we can cross tabulate that with uh, age age range to see if that is if that's reflective of an age range or if it's across the board. Right. Really interesting. No, I think that that'd be interesting to know, because it seems to me that that's the point at which you kind of are staying or you're not. Yeah. I can offer an observation because I've got two sons that fall in that range. And it occurs to me, based on my conversation with them, they're so busy raising families that 
they don't think about anything else. Well, if that's the case, then it would correlate well with the age, but I don't know that's true. That's a good point. Um, yeah, so, um, so I guess if there's any other observations um, that, or something you feel strongly about that you want us to look into apart from what we've already discussed, um, just let us know. Um, let's see. I think we have one more. Oh. All right. Okay. So the next wave of engagement. Um, so. Excuse me, Christy, could I interrupt you for one second? Or may I interrupt you for one second? I just wondered if they could create a graphic that showed what people do for a living or what. And that might help to also explain the differences in demographics. Yeah, we do have one of those. Um, That'd be great as a Venn diagram, you know, age, length you've lived here, what you do. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you do here? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Dave will uh, look into that because I, I did see something on that. And yeah, we've got a sec, a kind of a job sectoral breakdown. I can probably find it countywide really quick. Give me a second. But... Okay. Um, so this graph that you're looking at here is really what is going on concurrently all at the same time behind the scenes of, you know, the first wave of what we were doing to gather all this information, um, including, you know, starting with the leadership summit and then, you know, our website and our first (laughs) survey. Um, And so this is, you know, that list of where we are obtaining all of this information from. Um, And now the second wave of events, you know, this is, I guess using the first wave and the second wave is really going to what we're using to help inform the draft plan. Is the survey still alive? No, the survey closed on the 21st. However, we have in our back pocket and we had intended to do a second survey um, to really dial in a little bit deeper on, on some of like specific issues that we are hearing and have pulled out. Um, I have gotten some pushback from, you know, some, some people about surveys, just because as we all know, um, you know, just putting our survey out at this point in time, there are so many surveys were surveyed out. So, you know, you know, there's that whole term survey fatigue. And um, I do think there needs to be a second survey, but I hesitate, I hesitate to call it a survey. So I don't There's know. There's only going to be people like me who respond who are total survey geeks. I love <laughs> I mean, there are people out there. I think we could get creative about other ways to dive into this um, further information. Uh, we do know we want to do two more community events. Um, specific to our potential growth areas we have identified to get specifics on that for West Steamboat and for Stagecoach. Um, We want to dial in on specific issues about, you know, definition of ag and short-term rentals, um, and then some uh, reviewing land uses and our definitions. Um, So that is something that we are thinking about, and um, we're calling this the online engagement round two. 
Um, so I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know if any of you have thoughts or if you're like, hey, survey is a way to do it. Should we do maybe some sort of social media engagement, you know, make it fun? Um, you know, we were also thinking about for that younger demographic, even though we reached out to like the Young Professionals Network and um, they all took the survey you know, we probably want to try to get some more feedback from that younger demographic. And, you know, we threw around all sorts of ideas from a bar crawl. <laughs> Steve's going to lead the way. And, uh, you know, I think reaching out to CMC and um, 4-H are all really great ideas. And then, um, yeah, I just wanted your thoughts on that, if you have any. Go to Ski Corp, see if they'll offer some incentive for their employees to participate in like a community group event for employees. So smart. There you go. Ski Corp. That's perfect. Yeah. I know some people. <laughs> um, okay. So that is great. And then am I missing one here? Uh, and then our next state steps of engagement um, and Dave can just chime in here. Sure. Yeah. Just a couple of points. We, we started our municipal meetings yesterday, so we'll, we'll do the other three steamboat Hayden and Oak Creek. Um, keep in mind, we are doing, we're focusing on the non-municipalities, our growth areas of stagecoach and West steamboat one more time as well. Uh, individual interviews is, is a way that we've identified some particular folks that, that we don't want to talk to us. We want to talk to them. So that's going to go, kind of through the end of the year into early 2022 in that data gathering phase. Um, and then, um, so there, we have a handful of people that uh, uh, it's gonna be tough to get to everybody, but try our best. Um, and then Christy and her team do ongoing executive committee meetings every month. We also do technical advisory committee. That's what the tax stand for, uh, stands for meetings every month. Uh, we've done two already. Um, this, this is a group of, a consistent group of people that come every month and listen to our progress and try to guide us down the right path if we have any questions on what we're hearing or seeing or any questions on recommendations, those kinds of things. Are those tech meetings open? Uh, they're not, but you can totally join. I mean, there's, I mean, <laughs> yeah. like they're not advertised, I should say, right. but you are absolutely welcome to sit in and listen. They, they've been really good. Actually, in particular, our focus group meetings have been pretty stellar, you know, just the conversation and the dialogue. Um, and, and so the tech, um, I had provided you all the list um, for you guys to all look at of who's on tech. Mm -hmm. who represents TAC and then who's on our focus group. So it would be the people that you would expect. So it's like Michelle Stewart from um, Yampa Valley Sustainability Council. We have Ag Alliance. We have the Extension Office. We have uh, Todd Carr from our building department. You know, we, we have a really good, well-rounded um, TAC committee that, um, is really we have experts in all different facets of like the themes that we can expect the plan um, to have. You know, when we're talking about housing, we have Jason Peasley from the Housing Authority, things like that. Um, so if anybody is interested to sit in on the next tech, I can certainly send an invite. Um, you know, it, it's it's good to listen in on, but I also we put together um, meeting minutes from the tech. And the first time round, I believe, 
I believe I sent them around to you all. You probably got like a barrage of emails from me. If you didn't, I can resend them for sure. Um, and that could be a way that, you know, you could be informed and just hear directly and read the minutes if, you know, you have nothing better to do. <laughs> um, but I, I'd be happy to do that as well. Um, so we have minutes from all of our meetings and uh, that would be a good way I can send that around to you all. Um, let's see. And then Chrissy, also- why don't you just why don't you just do that and make it a, um, a mandate that you just send it to the commissioners? And would you okay. would you include you would you include me as well? This is Sarah. Absolutely, Sarah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think because I know I had an interest in the water one. Whenever that occurred, because I don't think it happened as yet. But yeah. So right. the the water focus group um, happened um, two weeks ago, maybe. Um, so we did have that group and. Um, I have to look in our Dropbox, uh, Dave, but I'm sure there's minutes in there, but I can send them all to you and, you know, you guys can look at what interests you. And well, I then, think, you know, given the electronics, it's not a big deal to just put a list together and everybody gets it. Right. Yeah. And then the, then at TAC, there will be an upcoming TAC session that will cover that. So that's one you would want to, you'd want to tune into as well. Yeah, so the way that was set up is, so we have our tech, right? Um, but we had all these focus group meetings who help inform the tech. So the idea is this next tech meeting is gonna be on mobility, but we had our focus group um, discussion on mobility and we're gonna bring to the tech um, on the 16th, I believe, um, of this month, uh, the information that we received from the community outreach, but also from our focus group. So basically it's like bottom up to TAC and then TAC is gonna, you know, really help guide us in, in some of these, um, uh, make recommendations and policy, um, the policy recommendations really. And then we're gonna be reporting back to you what those recommendations are. So that's the general idea of, of the process. Um, and then last, um, are you are you all seeing the the newsletter updates? There are monthly newsletter through that um, constant contact. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. I know it goes to a lot of people's spam, so just be aware of that. Um, depending on um, how your your settings are. Is this the newsletter specific to the master plan, or the yeah. or the or the big newsletter that comes out from robin it it comes from robin they both do she does newsletters like countywide like yeah. for all sorts of county updates but she does one specifically for um the master plan okay because i haven't been getting that one check your are you signed up you know you should be on there your email's in there um yeah, i don't know i don't know okay i'll uh, i'll take a look or look in your spam also, Sarah. Okay, I will do. Okay, and just let me know. Super. Um, so was there anything else? What, there was one more note just on how the back end works. If we have a third, 20 seconds, I can kind of uh, go through the deliverables. Oh, here, so here it is. so you might be wondering what all this is leading up to. So we're, we're actually, these are our kind of 
our four or five major kind of points of deliverable points during this process. So all the information that we gather right now through these focus groups, surveys, all the existing conditions analysis we're doing is going into this assessment summary report that we'll get out <clears throat> early next year. So that'll be a scan of the existing conditions and then key takeaways by topic. So we can kind of read, read the story of how we got to where we are today. Next piece of that, what we, we would do our wave, second wave of engagement and take some of our takeaways and findings, confirm them with the, with the community, with you all, with everybody who's an interested party to come up with draft policy recommendations middle part of next year. And these are all moving targets. We're trying to stay as much on track as we can, but uh, generally, and then we'll come out with two rounds of administrative draft comp plan update, master plan updates, and then go into approval. So just, to, just so you all know, those are kind of our benchmarks throughout the process. Makes sense. So with that, um, do you guys any have any follow-up questions, concerns, input? No, we're good. Nope. All right, all right. So um, thanks, Dave. Um, so beyond that, for the administrator's report, we don't have anything scheduled for the 16th. So um, that would have been our next um, hearing date. Um, but oh, and we, is it late enough to know at this point? It is at this point. Yes, it's two weeks out. So we sure. know that we don't have anything scheduled for the 16th. So um, yeah, thank you everybody for a wonderful year <laughs> and all your hard work. Um, and um, we are gonna be sending everybody something um, as a thank you um, this year. And we're gonna look to, you know, hopefully early next year or when things start like opening back up and we're not uh, in this pandemic as much as we are, we're gonna really strive to try to do um, some sort of dinner or an appreciation type dinner uh, sometime next year. So um, if you all um, don't receive something from me, if somebody, um, I hope I have everybody's updated mailing addresses. Um, I'm pretty confident I do, but for whatever reason, please don't hesitate to reach out to me um, because um, that is not the intent. <laughs> we want to make sure we are um, sending appreciation to everybody. So thank you. Very kind of you, Christy. Thank you. Christy, thanks to you and all your staff for all you've yep. done all year too. Yep. Thank you. Everybody have a good holiday because I guess- Happy holidays, not yeah. Not be convening. So. I know. I don't, I don't even know how it's December 2nd and there's no snow. This is just nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to feel that it's as late as it is. I know. I know. Yeah. But everybody stay healthy and happy and we'll see you next year. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Hi. Christmas. Thank you. Happy New Year.